Welcome to UC Today. My name's David Dungay. Today we have a fantastic conversation. I have with me in the room A.L.E. and Erwin Lazar. Welcome, Laurent, Sam and Erwin. I hope you're all well. Yeah. Yes, very good. Fantastic. Well, today we're going to be talking about challenges for the IT team and how we're going to make some of their lives a little bit easier with the technology uh, that's coming just around the corner and is here today as, as well. So, uh, before we get into that conversation, should we do a bit of a round of introductions? Uh, should we start with Sam? Do you want to kick us off? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Good. Uh, good morning, David. So I'm uh, I'm Sam Turbo, and I'm uh, I'm working for Ailey. I'm in charge to develop the business for uh, Rainbow, our uh, collaboration uh, platform. So uh, I'm in charge of the business engine uh, to enable our uh, our sales community and our partner community. Fantastic. Uh, we'll go to Laurent next. Yeah, hello everyone. Uh, my name is Laurent Bouchoucha. I am Vice President for Business Development and Solution Architecture for the Network Division of ALE, so in charge of R&D for networking. Fantastic. And Urban, tell us a bit about yourself and uh, Metrogy. Sure. So, hi, I'm Erwin Lazar, President and Principal Analyst at Metrogy, and I lead our coverage around unified communications and collaboration. Uh, as a research company, we study how end-user organizations adopt and implement and hopefully succeed with uh, various technologies. I focus, as I mentioned, on the collaboration space. Our original background uh, was in network engineering and network operations. So I'm happy to be here and looking forward to the, to the discussion. Fantastic. Well, my first question today is all about the network. Uh, I want to come to Laurent first. And we talk about some of the big challenges going on. Laurent, tell me, what are the biggest network challenges for IT teams at the moment when it comes to digital transformation? Yeah, thank you. So digital transformation is bringing lots of benefits like uh, better customer experience or more business agility or more efficiency or more business resiliency. So it's all great, but there is a feeling that those benefits are really for uh, the business teams and the operational teams. And regarding the information technology teams, it seems more like challenges uh, to address. Uh, so for example, uh, we know that approximately half of the new digital business processes require data from connected objects, you know, the, interac the Internet of Things. Uh, so clearly, IT needs to connect and pro to provide connectivity to those uh, IoTs uh, that are coming uh, in uh, thousands, tens of thousands, if not more. So there is a capacity and a bandwidth issue. Uh, secondly, each new IoT is bringing a new additional cybersecurity challenge. Uh, you know that uh, these objects are insecure by nature and you cannot uh, run any security software uh, uh, in most of these objects. Uh, how do you keep track of everything that is connected? You need to know what's going on on your network. And also the data from these objects that is extremely valuable. How do you make it available uh, in real time to business stakeholders? How do you integrate that data with your corporate uh, applications? Uh, so all these are challenges for the IT teams when it comes back to uh, the digital transformation. 
Yeah, there's um, there's so much data flying around between applications and people right now. I mean, Erwin, uh, I want to come to you next, actually. Um, from an IT management perspective, you know, how much time are we losing through uh, you know some of these integrations being inefficient or not happening um, from a from an efficiency point of view? Yeah, I, I think um, you know when you think about the, the related to IoT, the, the biggest challenge, is, as uh, as we mentioned, was bringing in information across different devices, different sensors, being able to process that, um, being able to ensure that the underlying network connectivity is, is sufficient. You know, especially as we think about uh, how the network patterns have changed over the last few years as a result of, of an increasing number of people working from home, as large uh, increases in, in voice and video traffic that may be more latency sensitive. It requires people to take another look at how they've designed their networks pre, I guess, almost pre-pandemic for how those networks are being used today. So, uh, you know, again, I think not having insight into network performance and, and uh, network traffic patterns has been uh, probably the biggest uh, uh, challenge, I would say, that relates to, to efficiency in terms of uh, overall network operations. So Sam, let's let's come to you next. Um, you know, obviously over the last couple of years, we've seen the, the rise of UCAS, but increasingly uh, companies are also going down that CPaaS route. Um, you know, do customers have to choose between UCAS and CPaaS? Can they have both? And uh, tell us a bit about ALE and how you're bridging that gap as well. Yeah, so, so the first thing is that UCAS and, and, uh, and CPAS are both uh, to deliver a way for users on how they, they communicate efficiently internally or with, uh, with their customer. What we see is that UCAS is becoming a must in, uh, in, uh, in most of the organization and we consider that uh, eight organizations out of 10 today are using a, a, UCAS, a UCAS platform. CPAS is a different way uh, where we customize uh, how employees get access to this uh, communication. Take the example of a sales guy or a customer care guy. Uh, they will rather prefer to get access to the communication from their uh, usual uh, environment, meaning a CRM or ITSM. So to, to the first question, do the organization need to choose between one or the other? Actually not. I think uh, they, one can complement the other. Uh, again, most of the, of the organizations, they have adopted UCAS. However, uh, some other will, uh, will go through a CPAS approach with an expectation to integrate closely both environments, CPAS and UCAS. Okay. So what we see is more on the mid and large that the CPAS is now becoming a, a, a must as well. So, uh, so we see this merge between both, uh, both platforms. Now, where we at ILE are unique is uh, we have a platform called Rainbow. So uh, Rainbow is a, is a collaboration platform through an hybrid model. But what we have decided from the beginning is to open the platform as well. So meaning that we have a different API and SDK to allow uh, either our customer or our developer community to build their, um, their own solution. Okay. What we've done as well, and we will, start, we will see that later with, with Laurent, is that we have embedded a workflow engine natively into Rainbow, which really allow us to, to really integrate ourselves in the application ecosystem of the, of the customer. Fantastic. I mean, so uh, Laurent, maybe you could talk a bit, a bit about that um, some more. You know, that in that integration in that in that workflow. You know, bringing you know the benefits of IT teams and operational teams and how they're using what and what are those benefits for using those sort of common technology tools. 
Yeah, it's really simply about speaking a, a common language. So uh, we, we have data from connected objects, we have data from the network, and this data needs to be leveraged by people in order to get an outcome and to deliver a successful digital transformation. So that's the idea of connecting the CPaaS, UCAS platform and the network uh, in order to bring that data to people to take faster faster decisions. So let me take a, a couple of examples here. So let's imagine the operational team needs to connect a new object. Uh, you will have an infrastructure that will automatically detect it and it will be something new. So IT will need to know what to do with it. So it's an opportunity to trigger a conversation between an IT uh, responsible and uh, a business or operational user. Then the operational team can give their requirements in terms of quality of experience and how important this new object is for their uh, role in the organization. It's also, by the way, an opportunity for the IT or the CIO or the chief information security officer to educate the operational and business users on cybersecurity, train those users to become uh, the company cyber defenders. Uh, it's really important and uh, mandatory uh, nowadays for uh, a maximum level of cyber protection. So it will trigger a conversation between different stakeholders. Secondly, what we can do as well is to uh, offload a little bit um, from uh, the IT uh, in terms of workload. So there are a number of low level tasks that are today done by uh, uh, super experts in IT and it really doesn't make sense from an efficiency point of view. Let's take an example of uh, video surveillance. So you have uh, a security officer that is watching screens and all of a sudden you have a security feed that doesn't work. And what would happen in the, let's say, the old world is that this security guy would call IT and say, okay, I have a problem uh, on my feed, can you fix it? And we know that by experience, alpha of video surveillance problems are simply solved by rebooting a network equipment. Why wouldn't we trigger this network equipment reboot by the security officer himself? So we are not telling this guy what he's doing because it's too technical for him, but we ask him simply in the UCAS interface, do you want to fix your video surveillance problem? The guy will click yes. The network will be rebooted and reconfigured. IT will be notified. The service, the video surveillance service will be back faster. IT will be notified. And then uh, the IT time would have been saved. So faster time to resolve and less work for IT. So it's really about, again, speaking a common language for IT and OT, saving time for IT and they need that. And it's also getting uh, OT faster uh, access to services and a more successful digital transformation. Fantastic. Okay, I, w I do want to pick up on that security element of that, uh, Laurent. I'll, I'll, um, and I'll ask um, Erwin in, the, in a moment on that actually as well. Um, but I'll come to Sam next. Um, you know, we're talking about this, all this integration happening all the time. I think Laurent mentioned at the beginning there that um, you know UC platforms are becoming a bit of a vector of uh, attack for, for data and, and things. But what does this mean? You know, as our as our platforms become 
more integrated. For the data and security, you know, where, where are we, Sam? Well, uh, data and security are, are obviously uh, becoming very critical. So what we see in the, uh, in the public uh, sector, in the healthcare, or even into the education, where uh, they do a lot of research, the data is very important. And I will just give you a concrete example. Just uh, last weekend, uh, an hospital in France has been uh, cyber attacked. Huh? And, uh, and uh, so uh, all the patient data have, have been stolen. We, we, as a collaboration service provider, we have the responsibility to help our customers to protect their, their data. So the, the security is about how the, the solution has been built natively. So what are the encryption mechanisms we, we are using? Uh, it is about the regulation compliance we have in the region. Uh, how, do we need a specific regulation into the healthcare? Do we need a specific regulation to address a specific country? It's about the architecture. I mean, some customers, they are fine to use uh, a public architecture. Some others are looking for a private architecture, meaning that they still want uh, a service, a cloud service, but from their own uh, private uh, data center, or they, they simply want an hybrid uh, architecture. What is also important is the, the, the YAS provider. I mean, and the origin of the YAS provider, some of our customers today are asking where your service is hosted so far. Okay, so this is important. Is this uh, YAS provider uh, located in, in Europe? Is it uh, in my own country, in Asia, etc.? So what is really important at the end is, is to have a path with a hand-to-hand -end security uh, uh, compliance from the infrastructure to the service we deliver to, uh, to the customer. Fantastic. Erwin, uh, tell, tell me what you're seeing on the, on the security side right now when it comes to UC platforms. Um, you know, what, what's, your, what's your data telling you? Yeah, so we've been studying how organizations are evolving their UC security strategy in this new world of digital transformation when you're integrating things like IoT that we've talked about. And as, as uh, Sam mentioned, the, the need for an end-to-end -end solution. And we found um, IT teams are still kind of lagging. Uh, only about 30% of companies that we studied in our last research study of about 400 uh, end-user organizations in uh, North America and Western Europe predominantly uh, even had a, a, an overall UC security strategy. When you talk to uh, IT leaders about their UC security, they're still largely focused on voice security and they're looking at, you know, how do I protect against toll fraud attacks and uh, SIP registration attacks and so on. So I think it's imperative that the, the mindset of, of a person who's responsible for unified communications and collaboration in their organization begins to understand that it's not just about voice anymore, but it's about, you know, IoT integrations and all of these different workflow integrations and all of the different uh, access points that are now coming into that UC environment. We talked about, you know, not only just IoT, but, but uh, API-based uh, integrations that also need to be secured. So I think it's worth, uh, or it's, it's critical that, that uh, people take a broader view of what, it, of what communication security means, understanding what those threats are. You know, we just heard that example of a, of a hospital that, that had an attack uh, and, and be proactive. Um, you don't want to you know, start to address security concerns after the attack happens you want to prevent beforehand. Fantastic. Well, look, we're, we're coming towards the end of today's session. I want to leave our viewers with some top tips for making their IT managers' lives a bit easier um, well, let's do from the ALE side, and we'll come to Erwin. Uh, Laurent, do you want to, to give us your, your top tips from today's discussion? 
Uh, as it was mentioned, um, I think it's important to leverage uh, modern tools uh, and you see as clearly modernized big time. Uh, we can capture IoT data and uh, uh, network data uh, in the CPaaS platform, get it accessible to users in real time. Thanks to the no-code um, workflow engine, we can uh, define exactly what data to be presented to who, trigger automatically video conversations in order to react super fast and to solve a burning issue um, as fast as possible. Thanks to the application programming interfaces integration, we can connect to other IT platforms uh, or to other artificial intelligence, uh, again, in order to go digital transformation and fast reaction. Uh, so I think it's really important to leverage those uh, modern uh, UCAS CPaaS platforms. Uh, secondly, uh, this automation that is brought uh, is accelerating a cybersecurity response. So things are getting automatic in the network and notified to the IT stakeholders on the UC platform so they know exactly what's going on, what was the attack, what was the response, what, uh, what was the automatic reconfiguration of the network to, to mitigate and to solve the problem. Uh, we have also some uh, creativity that can be used in order to get enterprise users, operational users, business users to solve themselves some low-level IT problems. Uh, maybe you can save time for IT if, uh, uh, if you get those very simple problems uh, to be solved by uh, your users. And that's possible, as we have talked about from the video surveillance example. And I think at the end of the day, it's really for IT to talk to their users, uh, showing the business benefits of uh, such integrations, and not only uh, the constraints uh, linked to uh, uh, cybersecurity, for example. So uh, uh, it's a fantastic opportunity, I think, for IT uh, also to... Uh, to train the users to uh, to these new uh, automated processes and to become the, the cyber defenders of their of their companies. So, uh, IT being uh, really a, a strong enabler uh, of the digital transformation uh, in general. Fantastic, Erwin. Um, give us your your top tips to uh, give our viewers so they can take a, take those away with them. Yeah, I think there are three. The, the first is uh, the 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 way the, the role or the function of a of unified communication platform is really starting to change. It's not just something we use to make phone calls and send messages, but it's now one that supports business process integrations and that allows integration with different sources of data that can trigger communications events. So I think that's the first one. The second is, as we talked about in the beginning of the discussion, making sure that your network is ready to support those changing traffic patterns and changing traffic flows. And I think the third is, is as I mentioned on, uh, earlier, is, is security, is, is thinking about that uh, you have to implement these new uh, connection points, these new interfaces in a manner that protects you from unauthorized access, denial of service attacks, um, any any other kind of uh, security attack that will emerge that we might not be thinking about now. So I think it requires a proactive strategy and it requires that the UC team or the team responsible for the communication platform be working very closely with team with uh, teams that are responsible for security, for compliance, for governance, um, for, uh, for localization requirements and so on. So I think those are, are my three key takeaways. 
Brilliant. Thank you. Well, unfortunately, uh, that's all we've got time for. But thank you to Laurent, Sam and Erwin for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, thank you for watching. You've been watching me, David Dungate, on UC Today. If you like today's conversation, please give us a like and a share on social media. That's it from me. See you next time. <laughs>